So, what's trending? Bridging your Catholic faith with your everyday life. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio. Welcome to our happy hour every Monday here on Trending. Maybe you haven't head back to your usual happy hour, if that even occurs. Well, I am not saying go and take a happy hour. I am saying take a real happy hour. That's what we're doing here. Each Monday, we're talking about how we can find a deeper level of happiness. Because the reality is it takes work. And there are things that we actually desire so deep down inside that if we were to focus on them, if we were to pay a little greater attention, if we're able to get a little more organized, we might just find that we're a little happier day to day. So today we're going to unpack some really neat topics, one of which is this idea that I look around at the culture and if you notice so many of the various forms of spirituality, and even many people who hold to no religious view whatsoever, often end up emphasizing that you need some form of meditation in your life. Why is this? Because to be happy, you have to pray. We'll discuss why a little later. We'll also talk about a Eucharistic miracle, which is pretty incredible, especially as you look at the science of it, and of a young girl who had the courage to stand up to her abuser and allow him to kill her rather than violate his and her virtue of chastity. We'll also be talking about how we can remain in this joyful, happy state day in and day out, to not let anyone or anything, including ourselves, take that away from us. First, to kick off the show, here are some pop culture bullet points that I'd like to share with you. It's interesting. I was looking at everything about some of the riots this weekend, and Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms ended up saying, enough is enough. She said this after an eight-year-old girl was killed, and more than 20 other people were reported injured after a violent 4th of July holiday weekend. In fact, protesters were shooting at a car where the eight-year-old girl was. Here's my take, and I think the take we need to have as Catholics. This movement isn't about justice. It's a group of people who are angry, bored, lacking faith, hope, love, and forgiveness, and can't think anything of others. Don't be fooled by the slogans and the various things that they're saying. We have to remember that real people are getting hurt and that these various issues of boredom, anger, confusion, lack of hope and faith in God and love can really lead to the chaos of these various riots that we're seeing. It's not just, or would I even say primarily, about real issues happening in the culture. Another interesting thing that I was looking at is that actress Mandy Moore, I just have to say, I saw a picture of her for the first time in years. I think it's maybe been like 10 years since I've seen Mandy Moore. I was actually really fascinated by this. Well, she was on the Today Show this morning talking about the public apology that her ex-husband made, that's Ryan Adams, 
to various people that he hurt, including Mandy Moore. It was interesting because Mandy Moore's take on this very public apology was that she said she was curious that he made a public, not a personal apology. And she didn't really want to get into it. You know, she didn't want to dive any more into the hurt she has experienced. Now, I don't know if her ex-husband, Ryan Adams, was a virtue signaling, but it did remind me, in a sense, of the Sacrament of Reconciliation and how our attitude toward confession needs to go a little deeper. Sometimes we forget that when we enter into that confessional, yes, we've been forgiven by God, but we still have to make reconciliation with ourselves, with our fellow man, and make up for some of what we've done. Again, I don't know if her ex-husband was virtue signaling or not, but I think that this public apology is at least in one respect a step in the right direction of trying to make reconciliation with himself and others. Just an interesting take I had on it. Finally, as I'm looking at all of the beheading and toppling over of various statues that occurred just this week, such as Frederick Douglass in Rochester, New York, and Christopher Columbus in Baltimore, I'm reminded that history isn't perfect, including our Catholic history and our biblical history. Look at King David who slept with one of his soldier's wives and then had that soldier killed to cover it up and so that he could take her as his bride. Yet this man is considered a saint. Why? Because he sought reconciliation with God and his fellow man as time went on. I think that it relates in many ways to the stories of the various statues that are being toppled over or even Mandy Moore's ex-husband, Ryan Adams, that ultimately, to find true peace and happiness within ourselves, there has to be an element of reconciliation. Confession, we are forgiven by God, but we have to make amends with the culture and ourselves as we enter into society again and come out of the darkness that each and every single one of us have experienced. So let's dive into the rest of our happy hour today. Those are just some fun points that we'll be bringing up at the top of the show. Again, our pop culture bulletin points. I was reading the gospel according to John chapter 15 this morning, and I was reading through that typical story that we hear a couple times a year about how Jesus is talking to the apostles and he talks about the vine and the branches. He says, I'm the true vine, you are the branches. He talks about a vine dresser. It's actually quite humbling if you read through it. It's interesting because as I was reading it this morning, I was thinking about how ultimately he concludes this dialogue with the apostles. What's really, you could look at it as a poem or even an analogy for God the creator and us his creation. And how at the end of this piece where he's talking about the vine and the vine dresser, he ends up saying that ultimately this is all so that your joy may be complete. This is what Jesus is saying to the apostles. It's a discussion about human purpose and fulfillment. It's a roadmap to happiness, to the virtue of joy. Remember, happiness isn't a virtue that we consider within the Catholic narrative, but joy is. You see, we're not always going to be happy, but we can always be joyful. And it's a virtue and even a fruit of the Holy Spirit. 
So let's walk through just a little bit of this outline of ultimately the story of the creature and the creator and this path to happiness that Jesus in two short paragraphs essentially gives us. And again, we can appreciate the poetry and the analogy. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Trending with Timur. I would love to hear from you during our happy hour here on the show. Perhaps you have a question about happiness. You can give us a call the old-fashioned way at 1-888-914-9149 and have your voice heard. Or you can go ahead and message me on social media, especially on my Instagram story where I'm taking questions during the show live if you'd like to go ahead and send your question. Just follow me at Timry. You can find all my social media links at relevantradio.com slash trending. So let's unpack Jesus as the vine, right? And we as the branches. As I'm looking at this, ultimately, it's nice to know as Jesus kicks off this beautiful narrative about how Father, God the Father is a vine dresser. It's nice because immediately we know right off the bat we have a leader here. We don't have to figure this out on our own. In fact, he's going to intercede and prune and even pull off what needs to be gotten rid of. Reminds me of the conversation at the top of the show about confession. We also come to understand that reality sets in, we're just branches. And that although we're just branches, we still have the responsibility to bear fruits in our lives. What kind of fruits? Fruits are virtue. I've told the story on the show before about how I'll never forget when I was younger in high school and a friend of mine's little brother came crying to us. And as he's weeping, we're saying, what's wrong? He'd gotten in trouble and as his mother was correcting him, she said, I want you to bear good fruits. Well, he was crying because he thought she was telling him to become a tree and be like his dad and older brothers and grow really tall, but basically do nothing. But what she was really telling him, as you and I know, is I want you to bear good fruits. I want you to be virtuous. I want your life to come to mean something, to do something. I want you to do good. But for some reason, when we think about religion, commandments, and virtue, We think about all the things we can't do, but in reality, it's about what we can do. Here we are, we just celebrated Independence Day here in the United States, a day where we talk so much about freedom. Now, I don't know your your opinion on this. You might think people went a little too free with all the illegal fireworks. I've seen nothing like this. If you look, I've even posted on social media, LA was lit up this week. They're told, hey, you can't have a fireworks show, you can't celebrate Independence Day, you can't celebrate your freedom. What happens across the nation? Fireworks shows like we have never seen before. You didn't even have to leave home. You see, freedom is actually something that's really important to this entire conversation and to bearing fruit and to the vine dresser and us being just a branch on the vine. Why? Because freedom is for something. It has a purpose, yet unfortunately, our American 2020 understanding of freedom, we think freedom means that I don't have to have responsibility. I can shirk my responsibility. I can do whatever we want, but freedom is for something. It's to do good. It's not meant to stymie us. It's meant to elevate us to a greater understanding of ourselves. 
You see, you see, in the midst of this, Christ makes it very, very clear. In order to be the branch, in order to bear fruit, he humbles us because he makes it clear that it's in collaboration. He's already said we have a vine dresser who's going to prune and water and care for the grapevines, right? But he also makes it clear that he's the vine. Jesus Christ is. And if you're separated from the vine, and if you're just a branch that's fallen off a tree, you're dead. You're not going to bear any fruit. This is yet again why reconciliation, confession to God, but also reconciling with the community and ourselves is so important for our happiness. As I continue to read the story of Jesus talking to his apostles, about being the vine and us being the branches, he says over and over again, he talks about this abiding language, abide in Christ, abide in his love, keep his commandments. It's ultimately a law of the body that Christ is emphasizing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So my question is this, he ends the entire story here, the, what we consider this incredible analogy between God the creator and the creation, that's God and us, he ends it by saying, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. So this is all about our happiness, our human happiness, both on earth and in the kingdom to come. But we can get a glimpse of that kingdom of heaven here and now on earth. But how is it done? How do we complete this joy? This is the question that I'm getting at. How do we abide in God? Well, we're going to be talking a little bit about the various, a particular, in fact, Eucharistic miracle that is such an incredible inspiration. A moment to say, aha, see, God exists. God is real. The Eucharist can be studied, and these Eucharistic miracles tell us something about the real presence of God in the Eucharist. But do we do depend on the miracle of the Eucharist to abide in our love and faith for our Lord? Or do we have to have the stories of the saints for inspiration in order to love him and abide with him? I would argue that this ultimately comes down to prayer and that it's only through prayer that we abide in God and remain happy. We'll dive into this in just a second. If you're just joining me, you're listening to Trending with Timory. Give us a call. Have your voice heard here on the show. Ask your question about happiness. The number is 1-888-914-9149. Or you can go ahead and comment on my Instagram story at Timory. That's T-I-M-M-E-R-I-E. Found at RelevantRadio.com slash trending as well for the link to Instagram. Or you can ask us a question about happiness here and now during the show. So how will your joy be complete? How can we abide in God to complete our joy? Well, I was listening this past week to a talk by the exorcist, Father Chad Ripperger. He has incredible talks and homilies that he gives that are available online. And he talks about part of our human nature. He talks about natural law, and I think it's really interesting because he ends up talking about how God has designed us to perform certain actions 
and how they're a part of our human nature. And you see, the action he's specifically talking about here is prayer. That prayer is written into our human nature. This isn't far off from what St. Augustine talks about. When St. Augustine talks about how our souls are restless until they rest in thee, God, how do we rest in God? How do we abide in him all throughout our day? It's by being united to him in prayer. Now, this fascinates me in 2020 because we're surrounded by a culture that has a lot of animosity toward God, even toward prayer. People find it offensive at times when you just say, hey, I'm praying for you. You know, 10 years ago, we used to see more people when a national disaster would occur saying, offering up my prayers on a platform such as Twitter, for example. That's something we don't see happening as often as it used to. Many people are even nervous to tell a friend or loved one that they're praying for them because that might be offensive given that person's creed in life. But what's happening in 2020 is this. As people increasingly separate themselves from God, and we have this huge group of especially millennials identifying as the nuns, that is, N-O-N-E-S, identifying with no religion whatsoever. These are the same people who are talking about how important it is to meditate every single day. Start your day with meditation at least 15 or 30 minutes a day. We see this in every form of spirituality. You all hear all these people saying, I'm spiritual, not religious. We see it in Buddhism, Hinduism. We see it as a fundamental element of Christianity. We see it as something that even atheists, agnostics are doing. The question is, what are they meditating on? I think a lot of us can't quite understand what exactly is meditation. Now, it's interesting because if we look to the lives of the saints, and if we look to the general consensus of what various spiritual directors and theologians have said after over 2,000 years of church history, they emphasize that 30 minutes of prayer is part of that path to sanctity. 30 minutes of quiet, silent prayer before our Lord. Talk about how at least 15 minutes is an act of justice of what we should be giving to God. You see, prayer is a part of the natural law. It's written into our human nature. And whether we say we believe in God or not, we're ultimately searching for him. Father Chad Ripperger, the exorcist, talks about how you're going to be miserable if you don't fulfill this inclination to prayer. We're talking about this during our happy hour because people who pray generally are happier. If you're not praying, he says, it's because you're, sorry, if you're not happy, he says, it's because you're not praying. He said, it's that simple. Or you're not praying well. And maybe you're just sticking to vocal prayer, he says. And I'm going to give an example of this. Because I think sometimes we do have a difficult time. I don't mean sometimes, all the time, including myself, has a really difficult time praying. It's easy to maybe rattle off all the things we have to complain about, all the people we can't stand and we want God to fix, all the world problems, all of our frustrations. It's easy to be vocal in prayer. 
It's easier to complain and make petitions than it is to praise the name of the Lord. So already we have a first step. If you find yourself always asking for something and never praising God and thanking him, right away we start to see there's something missing. There's something we need. Then I would say that there are three elements of prayer that can help us progress in the spiritual life as Father Chad Ripperger and so many of the saints, mystics, spiritual directors have called us to before. That we're called, yes, vocal prayer is an important element of prayer, but we do want to enter in toward that meditation and contemplation that we hear so much about in the spiritual life and even in the secular culture. But I would say there are three elements that we need in this prayer in order to transform our prayer lives. Yes, we first need to speak and make those petitions and praise the name of the Lord. But second, we need to listen. Do we ever just allow for silence when we pray? Or are we uncomfortable? Do we avoid it? Do we quickly pick up our phone and run the other way because we don't like maybe the things that come up in the silence? Or it becomes difficult because of the distractions that arise. So we need to work on listening. Now, listening is something we don't only need to do with God, we also need to do with each other. I think perhaps if we were a little more open to listening to those around us, it might help us in listening to what God has to say. A simple way even to start listening to God is to not just read your Bible, but to pray it. For example, we walked through the story of Jesus in John chapter 15 as being the vine. We're the branches, and God the Father is the vine dresser. What did God tell us about happiness in that passage? Because he gave us a roadmap. There's a lot that he told us to do, but are we listening to what he's saying even in scripture? And I'd say the next level is not only listening to God and his written word in scripture, but to listen to him in the silence, to go into your room, shut the door, kneel down and pray. So again, I've mentioned so far two of the three elements we need in order to move forward in our own prayer, moving past vocal prayer and just asking and complaining to move toward meditation and contemplation. That third dimension we need is we need to be able to ponder the mysteries of God, to ponder who God is. But I feel like often we're not given guidelines for how to do this. And so we're going to talk about in just a moment, pondering God and the great miracles and creation of life. But I have to remind you, you choose to start praying more. You start carving more time out in your life. It's going to be a battle, a battle of distraction, a battle to add one more thing to your to-do list so you don't forget to send that last text that you've been meaning to send for quite a while but never got around to, and of course, because you're sitting down to pray, now is the time to send that text message and write down that task that's been lingering for weeks or days or hours. You have to battle and choose Christ now. So here are some tips I'll give you. First, practical. Repeat the name of Jesus as those distractions arise. Because if you, even if all you do is say the name of Jesus a hundred times as a hundred distractions pop up into your mind within 15 minutes, you're choosing him. 
and you're correcting your pattern of behavior to not allow that distraction to pull you away, but to remain faithful to him in those 15 or 30 minutes or during mass or while you're praying your rosary. Second, I'll say pick something to ponder so that you can get past vocal prayer. Get past that vocal prayer and that petition and those complaints of, yes, the things we are struggling with and we, the things we desire, but ultimately to enter into what we need most. And so I give the example of these things to ponder, that our Father, St. Teresa of Avila in the book The Way of Perfection, spends a vast majority of the book just breaking down and meditating on the Our Father. And for quite a while, the two words she meditates on are Our Father, and that's it ponder that for a moment. Or maybe you're going to ponder the phrase that stands out most to you from today's gospel. Or a mystery of the faith that you can think about for half an hour for the rest of your life, such as the assumption of Mary into heaven. Or how did Jesus literally rise from the dead? Yes, get your intentions out of the way and give them up to the Lord. But also choose to ponder, choose to listen after you've also spoken. You can listen to more of Trending with Timory via the Relevant Radio app or at relevantradio.com slash trending. Solidarity HealthShare is simple to help pay for affordable, quality health care. They enable the community to share in each other's eligible medical expenses. You choose the doctor that you want to see. Even integrative and alternative medical treatments are eligible. Solidarity HealthShare helps pay for NAPRO technology and costs associated with natural family planning. Solidarity HealthShare is dedicated to both faith and your health care. Information is available at SolidarityHealthShare.org. I want to extend an invitation for you to join me if you haven't heard the news. Trending with Timory is now daily on Relevant Radio, Monday through Friday. That's at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Now, here's the exciting thing. We now have a daily podcast. So I want to encourage you to go and subscribe to the podcast. We have our very own Relevant Radio app where you can listen to all the podcasts of Trending, pause, play, and even share them. Or you can now subscribe again on your favorite podcasting apps, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or let us know where you want to hear us. That way you can access your favorite podcast, of course, Trending with Timory, and not miss a single one of those options for the daily shows and the various topics that we cover. Check out the links below in the description where you can find the links to your favorite podcasting locations because we have two separate podcasts. I want to make sure you're getting that daily dose so that you can go a little bit deeper. And don't forget, if you want us to talk about a specific topic or you have a question, just head over to relevantradio.com slash trending where you can connect on social media and ask your questions.